Hello, and welcome back to the J.W. Nixon High School Class of 1992 podcast. I'm your host, Missy Barrientos. Our guest for this episode is Rick Solis. He is a fellow graduate of the University of Texas at Austin. He is an architect and currently resides in Laredo. For those of you who are fans of downtown Laredo, make sure you listen to the very end. We have a special surprise for you. You can get lost in the rabbit hole of YouTube, you know. I don't have the patience for the ads. <laughs> I wish I did. Rick, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and telling us what you've been doing these past 30 years. Can you tell us your profession and what brings you the most satisfaction or rewards? So again, thanks for having me, Missy. I know we've known each other for a long, long time, more than 30 years, I think, at this point. Thanks for inviting me on here. And I'm an architect by profession, went to architecture school, got my license, currently practicing architecture. I'm a principal at a firm here in Laredo. Our firm is called Able City. And basically, I'd like to say that work gives me the most satisfaction, but really it's my family, you know, my kids, doing things with them, going places, taking them, whether it be sports or band or whatever, that really gives me the greatest satisfaction. But I do like being an architect because every day is something different. It's not a nine to five job, which is a blessing and a curse, you know, because as architects, we're always working and always thinking. And so it's not um, for the faint of heart, I guess. But that's pretty much what I've been doing up to this point. Well, offline, like they, like the cool kids say, we'll have to have a conversation about amateur architects. Because <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I have can an tell opinion. you all. Yeah, and so do I. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Okay, so let's go back 30 years to high school. Mm-hmm. What were you like as a teenager? So, I guess the best way to describe it is I was I was a skater kid, rode around on my skateboard everywhere from the time I was a freshman in high school till probably junior year. Maybe is when we kind of traded our skateboards in for being in rock bands and stuff. Some of my fondest memories are like sneaking in after hours into, uh, you know, jumping the fence to get into Nixon to, you know, they had stairs and planners and everything that you would want. It was our own skate park and always having to run away from security guards and vice principals. And it was like the whole fun and allure of just, you know, it was our school too. So we were using it to the best of our ability. What do you think your classmates thought of you then? You know, I, when I saw that question, I wasn't sure what to think. I guess people probably thought I was kind of a nerd, you know? I mean, I, I, I didn't go to parties and I really just hung out with the people that I was closest to. I wasn't going across the river. I wasn't in that scene. So I didn't go to football games or anything like that. Like I really was like, kind of, you know, antisocial, I guess is the right word for it. I just, you know, I I liked what I liked and, and those things really didn't get my attention. I think looking back on it now, I'm like, especially like my sons and seeing what they're doing. And I'm like, man, you know, I probably should have like tried a little harder to, 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 to do those things just to, to do them, you know, but back then it was like, no, you know, I don't, I don't like that. And I don't want to do that. And 
I just want to be with my friends and do my own thing. And, you know, so I guess what I think what people would think of me is just, you know, oh, he's, he's a nice guy. He's a little nerdy kid. And, and I guess that's kind of what I would think. So speaking of friends, who was your gang? Who were your friends? Who was your ganga? So the people that I hung out with the most, uh, Leonard Cease, he lived right down the street, right by Nixon. I used to hang around a lot with Cristina Ortegon and, uh, you know, Gabe Garcia, Andy, people know him as Gabe or Andy. I don't know. We call him Gabe now, but at Emma Pierce, he was Andy. So those are probably the, the, the main people that I hung out with in, in high school. Did you have any, other than the high school after hours, did you have any special or favorite hangouts? So our hangout was Len's house because it was a block away from the school. And so every morning, either, you know, when I couldn't drive, I would get dropped off there. And uh, when I finally could drive, I would drive myself there and we'd park there. And every morning we'd walk up the hill. Uh, he lived on the neighborhood just to the north of the school. So it's funny now if you go, it's part of a parking lot. Basically, they, they took that whole section of that subdivision and, and converted it into a big parking lot. So his house isn't even there anymore. So that's where we would hang out. We'd go. And then after school, like we'd take all our stuff, like our skateboard stuff, and we'd leave it at his house. And then after school, we'd walk back to his place and then pick everything up and, you know, skate from after school till it went dark. And then ask my mom to come pick me up, you know, or, or skate all the way home. And so that's what we did. That was the hangout. So, and he had a pool table too. So that was cool. And I know you mentioned you thought people thought you were a nerd, but did you skip school or class? And if you did, where would you go? What did you do? So I never skipped school. I would always go to school. I think senior year, because I was in UIL, you know, a lot of the teachers knew me from UIL and they knew I was a good student and a good kid. And so I kind of started taking advantage of that a little bit. I had a first period teacher. I don't remember who it was, but she was in UIL also. And I would probably show up like halfway through first period, just stroll on in and she'd like, okay, here's your assignment. And I'd get it done. And, or we'd leave early and go have breakfast at Las Asadas, which is now Taco Palenque, I think, you know, right next to the McDonald's. I would just kind of come and go like back then it was open campus. So you could go and come as you pleased. And so that's what I would do. Um, but I would always go to class. Like I wouldn't just skip class. I think the only time I skipped class was probably towards the end of senior year. I just, I just skipped and went home. My wife is Erica Solis. So she was Erica Romero. She's a, she's a junior. So she was a junior and I was a senior. Towards the end of my senior year, we skipped class together and hung out at my house. So. That's, that's really the only time I remember skipping class. That's for the other podcast conversation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You mentioned that you were in UIL. What did you compete in? And were you in any other clubs or organizations? I did science UIL. I was a big science nerd. You know, you could compete in chemistry or biology or physics or whatever. And so I was doing biology. I think I was also part of like, I was looking through the yearbook to see what was I in, you know? And so it was like honor society and, and UIL, but then I found like this one picture. It was like, it was called NASA. It was like the scientific apprentices or something. And so I'm like, yeah, I remember I was in something else and I was in that too. And, but other than that, that 
the majority of my time was spent doing other things. But as far as school related stuff, that was that was the the bulk of it. Did you have an after school or weekend job? No, never worked, which is good and bad, I guess. You know, now I think about it back then, but I really didn't get a job to like graduate from high school. I remember I had summer jobs, but during school, I, I did not work. I was lucky enough that my parents had the means to not have to make us work. And so as long as, you know, my mom and dad were like, just do well in school and we'll take care of the rest. And so I really have to thank them for that. So what was a typical day like for you back then? Like I said, we'd get up, I'd have to drive my brother to school. And then, although I think by senior year, he was already at Nixon too. So we'd get up and we'd drive over, park at Len's house. You know, if we got there early enough, we'd hang out and just shoot the breeze and then, you know, walk up the hill to class and, and then just spend the day at school. High school was really easy when you think about it. You just kind of, if you paid attention and did what you had to do, like, it really wasn't that hard. Afterwards, we'd, we'd go back and we'd just hang out and just do stuff, watch videos. Or by that point, we were, we were in rock bands, so we would like practice and stuff. You know, that's kind of what we did. What are some of your favorite memories from high school? I think a couple of things. One of them is just certain teachers that you remember. You know, one of my favorite teachers, I know he just passed away recently, Mr. Daniel, the science teacher. He was an awesome guy, like just would always go out of his way to just talk to us about other stuff other than school. Miss Landecker was also the same way. Like she was an amazing teacher. And so I remember, I remember those people. I remember junior year, we won the Rock Follies. So that was probably like my claim to fame. I think that was the last year that they had them too. So being on the gym stage and having people cheer for us. And that was, that was really cool also. Well, on the other side of the spectrum, do you have any memories that make you kind of groan? Um, you know, like typical um, high school stuff, you know, relationships and things that just, you know, didn't work out. And I mean, like, I think about it now and I'm like, you know, I, I really wasn't a nice guy sometimes to some people. And so, you know, I, I've tried to raise my kids to be better than that. So. Well, you were also a teenager. I know, I know. It's just, but like, I think about it and you're like, man, like I really did not treat that person very nicely. So. Well, then is there anything else you wish you had done in high school? You know, not really. I think when graduation time came, you know, it's funny, like back then Laredo was very different than it is today. And we couldn't wait to get out of here. Like really, like I couldn't wait for graduation. I couldn't wait to move to Austin. Like I couldn't wait just to get out of here. And, and when I left, I said, I'm never going back. Like there's nothing there for me. And so, yeah, no, I don't think there was anything, but you know, once you leave and you start seeing things from a different perspective and, you know, being away from your family and, and the things that are important. And we, we came back because of family, you know, that's why we came back here. And, you know, we probably could have, even though there's more opportunities in other places than here, we came back because this is where we're from and this is where our family lives. And we wanted to raise our kids around our families. And so that's why we came back. And, but, you know, as far as back then, it was like, I'm out of here. Like, I, I need to go explore the world and see what's out there. 
Now on to a very important question. Who do you think were the coolest kids during our senior year? <laughs> I have no idea. You know, it's funny now that, that I'm here and, and I get to work with people and like the people that I always thought were really cool were like, like Tano and Lalo and all those guys, you know, like they were like the cool kids because they were popular and they played sports and they did all these things, you know. It's funny, um, Jado's another one. And it's funny because his son and my son are the same age. And so they basically came up together playing basketball and football. And so we always see him and just the coolest guy like in the world. You know, he's he's a math teacher at Alexander. And so like Jado is the coolest guy, actually. Now that I think about it, he was the coolest guy. Or he Matt, is the coolest guy. <laughs> he still is. I think Yeah, Matt yeah, said I, that he won a brisket or something from Jado. Oh yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> it just... I mean, he, his motto, his motto is, uh, don't trust a skinny cook. So, <laughs> so that's his motto. And it's true. It's true. You know, when my, when his son and my son played football at Alexander, like this was like freshman year, I got, what's the word? Voluntold to be part of the booster club, you know? So I did that for a couple of years. And so I really got to hang out with all of the coaches and stuff. So I got to really talk a lot to Jado and just catch up. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. You mentioned uh, Ms. Leindecker and Mr. Daniel. Did you have any other favorite teachers? The ones that I remember, like Ms. Mitchell, she was real cool. Also, beyond them, those were probably like the three that to this day, like I still remember. Like I, re- I remember other ones, but I remember them for like all the wrong reasons, right? Like, oh, like that person, my teacher was horrible, you know? You know, they, they pushed us and, you know, they inspired us. You know, I always say that if I hadn't become an architect, I'd probably be an English teacher. And that, a lot of that was because of her. She encouraged us to read literature and to express ourselves that way. And, you know, I really took that to heart. I love to read. I love to write. I don't do it as often as I should. So, yeah, you know, she was she was a great teacher. And like I said, Mr. Daniel, Ms. Leindecker, Ms. Leindecker was like all about the process. And, you know, I still apply a lot of the things that she taught us today like in, even in my in my professional life like when I approach a problem I have her in the, sort of the back of my mind like saying you need to approach it you need to break it down this way you know and so I still do that and I owe that to her that's pretty cool you just mentioned a while ago that high school was easy but were there any classes that were hard probably my hardest class was calculus only because Ms. De Los Santos, I think she just passed away or, or maybe passed away, you know, in the last, I don't know, some time, I think. I just didn't like her as a teacher, you know, so it, it was hard to learn from her. And I took that class with Len, who's like a math genius. I always laughed because we both got accepted to UT. You know, we have to take an SAT to get in, admitted. And so I think the minimum score you needed was like a 1050 or something like that. So I think he scored like less than a thousand, but like his math score was like near perfect. So they accepted him for that, you know? And I'm like, dude, only you would like not do well on the English part. And he's like, well, I just really didn't care about it. You know, it's like, they still accepted me. And I'm like, yeah, cause like he just, well, he's a PhD. So, you know, he's a smart guy. And so he, um, he helped me a lot in that class because I just was not getting it. And even I remember taking calculus in college and it's just like, I didn't, I just, it was beyond me. Like, I just, I knew at that point, 
I, I, I just I passed it as with the minimal minimal grade that I could get, and that was it. So that was probably the hardest class. I'm starting to lose a little confidence in you being an architect, Rick. Because don't you need math? Well, yeah, but I'm not. I don't need derivatives to do. You know, <laughs> hey, it's all inches and feet and and fractions. And I believe me, I can fraction with the best of them. You know, it's like no, I, I deal with feet and inches. Not uh, it's different math. Yes, and I'm pretty good at that. So, what was your favorite music? So I'm a big rock guy, right? We always love, you know, I listened to a lot of punk music when I was early in high school. And, you know, by the time we got to senior year, it was a lot of Jane's Addiction and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins. And it's like anything that was like on 120 minutes on MTV on Sundays, you know, that's the kind of music that I like. One of the reasons I went to UT was because it's in Austin and there's bands that I like that play in Austin like every day. And and I saw a lot of cool bands while I was living there. And to this day, I still make my way back. In fact, it's funny, my uh, my younger son is is kind of the, the music guy, you know, he's in band and he has his own band. I'd like to give a small plug to Def Pugs on uh, Spotify, if you want to listen to I follow to on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> his favorite band is called Mom Jeans and they're playing in Austin in December and so I volunteered, my wife and I volunteered to take him to go see them. So we're, we're, we're continuing the tradition of going to Austin clubs and watching bands. So good for you. So, so yeah, so that's, that's the kind of stuff. I think as I've gotten older, I've developed a, a better appreciation for other types of music, but back then, like, that's all I would listen to. What kind of movies or TV shows were you into back then or books? Book-wise, I guess I went through a period where it's like reading science fiction and I read a lot of um, poetry, you know, William Blake and those kinds of things. Uh, really? I did not peg you for a poetry guy. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I blame, I blame, uh, I was a big Doors fan. So, you know, that kind of opened me up to William Blake and his prose. And it's funny, like, like I love... Thomas Harris, you know, the, the Red Dragon and Silence, Silence of, of the Lambs. Lambs and, and those, I remember reading that book and thinking, yes, I know what he's, I know what painting he's talking about, those kinds of things. And Aldous Huxley and those types of books, you know, George Orwell, like, like all those books that kind of made you think like, wow, like this is the future, you know, like those kinds of dystopian future type things, you know, I, I loved all those books. And um, movie wise, it was like whatever, you know, I mean, any David Lynch movie I loved you know, Twin Peaks, you know, those type of shows and just obscure movies. Like those, those are the things that I, I still like to watch. And even today, like, you know, if there's something that is, you know, how there's like Academy Award nominated movies, you know, and so I always try to go out of my way to watch them just to see if, if I agree or not. Right. So that's, the, that's the kind of stuff. A lot of the A24 movies. Yes, exactly. Those, you know, I don't know if you have you ever seen Parasite. I have the, not the seen Korean, Parasite. The Korean no, movie. It's on my list. I have a long list of movies that I need to watch. Yeah. But I'm that, thinking that. of like Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a little more obscure, you know. Yeah. I've always sort of gravitated to those art house type films. 
I've seen some really bad ones. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we were in college, when we were in Austin and you know that we have the Austin Chronicle, right? And yeah. so that's where they like have all these, like these are the art house movies and this one's really great. And I remember I was jazzed up, like this movie sounds awesome. And I dragged everybody with me to go see it. We all watched it. It was horrible. You what know? was it? <sighs> Don't tell me it was spanking it was, the monkey. <laughs> no, no. It was kind of, it, it was a movie called Tokyo Decadence. Okay. And it was like the worst movie you could ever, like, believe me, like, don't go out of your way to search for this movie. Like, it's just really bad. No, but I, I, dragged, I, dra- I dragged, I dragged Len and Gabe and, and Erica, my girlfriend and my wife, and we all went to go see it. And like, to this day, they still do not let me forget that. So that's the moment where I'm like, you know, maybe the Austin Chronicle isn't the end all be all for movie reviews. So you learn real quick. Yeah. There was no Rotten Tomatoes back then. So <laughs> so you lived in Laredo, you lived in Austin, and you moved back to Laredo. Yep. At some point, did, do you, did you realize, oh my goodness, I've been using Laredo phrases all my life. Nobody <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. I don't use them in my day-to-day vocabulary, but there's some phrases that my dad would always say, and he still uses them today, but I don't use them, but like, Sometimes I'm having a conversation with someone and man, that his saying would be so perfect. But if I say it, they're not going to know what the hell I'm talking about. Like he would always say, um, you know, somebody would, would get upset. He'd say, ah, tomate una Pepsi. What does that mean? No, it's like chill out. You know what I mean? That was his way of, of telling you that. Or like if you were like slacking off, he'd be like, saca la daga, you know, like take it out and, you know, get going, you know, don't just stand there, you know, like stuff like that, that that nobody uses, you know, my dad was full of these sayings. And so to this day, I, I, I remember them and he still uses them. I didn't really have, um, like, I don't use anything that I used back then, probably. Do you have any items from high school that you collected? The only thing I have, I think, and I still have it in my closet. And it's one of my prized possessions. It's my, my second place trophy from a UIL competition that we had in Fremont, Texas. And the reason I hold on to it, it's because it's kind of a long story, but we have time. So back then, actually, I forgot to mention another guy I used to hang out with was Leo Perez. His brother, Gus, who's now our assistant principal at Sierra High School. He was really good friends with Mr. Daniel. And the day before our competition, we decided to go hang out at Leo's house. It was Len- Leonard Leo and myself. And Leo's brother's like, oh, you guys are having a good time or whatever, you know, let's let's drink some beer. So we were drinking beer before we left for our competition. We had to leave like at five in the morning or something. I remember Mr. Daniel walked in. He's like, he talked with that Southern drawl. He's like, you chatterheads better get sleep and not, you know, stay up super late. And we're like, oh yeah, sure. Don't worry about it. You know, we'll, we'll be fine. You know, well, of course, you know, we're seniors in high school and there's beer to be had. And so we just stayed up. I don't even know how much, how many beers we had, but, you know, there were a lot of cans stacked up on the table by the end of the night and it was getting late and we're like, well, we're already up. We might as well just stay up. I remember we, we went to the, we went to school to get dropped, you know, we got dropped off at school so we could get on the bus. And at that point it was like six in the morning and I was like, oh yeah, guys, this isn't good. Like, I'm not feeling real well, you know, and so 
we got we got there and luckily our, our competition was like first thing like it was one of the first events i remember like going and and not feeling so good and taking the exam and literally like i left like i finished my paper i turned it in i went to the bathroom and i sort of like regrouped you know and uh i went back and sat down and i ended up falling asleep because you couldn't leave you had to wait and at some point i think leonard lee or somebody like hit me like hey wake up like you're snoring or something you know and so so i wake up i'm like okay we're done you know i went and took a nap and so i just thought man i completely bombed that and like like i'm never going to do that again and that was very responsible of me and all this stuff and so sure enough they announced the winner and you know third place so and so you know it's like second place Ricardo Solis, you know, JW Nixon High School, whatever, you know, I'm like, what? I won? <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know, it's like, like, can imagine if I had actually gotten a good night's sleep or maybe have gotten first place, but there you go. So I, so I, I hold on to that trophy because it's, it's like, it just has some sentimental value. So that's the only thing I think I still have from high school. You know, my, I'm sure my parents have other stuff lying around somewhere, but that's the one thing it's, it's sitting in my closet right now. I can, I can grab it and show it to you. You know, that's that's how that's how close it is. I think there's a, there's a lesson in that, and you know, like you said, if you had only applied yourself or something. Exactly, but you know, and I've told my kids that story, and they laugh. My my son's like, God, Dad, you know, it's like now I know, now I know where I get it from. Like, no, 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 I'm not like that all the time. You know, it's like that was just one. You know, one we time. had to let loose one time only. So, so yes, that's my most prized possession from high school. Whom from high school are you most interested in finding out about? This is where we try to encourage others to join this little project. Well, I think that, you know, I think it'd be good to talk to, you know, one of my best friends and that would be Len. I think he's a very interesting guy. I would certainly reach out to him. He's um, he's uh, probably the smartest guy I know. So he certainly would be someone, and he has a, a lot of opinions about a lot of things. So he'd be a good guy to get on here. Any of the people that I really hung out with, just because because I'm still friends with them, I know their stories and what they've been doing, and I think that it's cool like to hear that, you know, document that. Beyond them, like I said, my group was really small. It's hard to say like who I, I would want to know about. I would not have said Alma, right? Like I would not have said like, I don't know, why would I choose her? But it was awesome. Like I listened to that to that episode and I was like, wow, like like all these things I didn't know about this person, you know? So I think you just need to keep shaking the trees and see who wants to come on here. But but certainly, you know, people like that, you know, are, are, are really cool. And it's almost like, go through the yearbook and find out like, okay, this person right. was voted with this. Like, let's talk to them, you know? Well, that's kind of what we did. <laughs> the trade <laughs> secret. <laughs> well, that's, you know, great minds think alike. That's what I would have done. I would have said, okay, let's, let's find out about this person. You know, I volunteered. So that's why y'all picked me, you know? Yes. And now we have to voluntold other people, but yes. we'll get to them soon. So now we're going to talk about life after high school. What did you do after graduation? So after graduation, I I moved to Austin. I 
went to UT in Austin. It was a five-year degree plan, so I was there for five years and was lucky enough to get a job, so I stayed there. You know, I lived in Austin for about 15 years or so before we decided to move back. You know, like I mentioned to you before we started this, um, you know, it was, I was lucky because, you know, Len and Gabe, we all lived together in the same apartment. I laugh now because some of my son's friends are going to school at UT and I think one of his friends is paying like $900 a month for like a room, you know, that he shares in an apartment with four other people. You know, we were paying between the three of us we were paying $500 a month, all bills paid. That was really helpful because having friends there and Matias also was there as well. You know, just people that you knew that you could count on, like being away from home, like I was so ready to leave, but being away from home was, was rough. I still remember the day my parents dropped me off at my apartment. I got there before everybody else. And there, you know, this was before phones and smartphones and everything. It's like, you know, they got there, they hung out for a little bit and they're like, okay, well, we got to go back, you know? And so they left me there for like, it was like, I think like an hour before Len and Gabe got there. But that hour was just like the longest hour in the world. Like I didn't, we didn't have the cable hooked up. All I had were like my CDs and, I was like, oh my God, like I'm here by myself. It was, it was, it was something. But yeah, you know, went to college, had a lot of fun. You know, the 90s were a great time to be in college. <laughs> the, the Clinton years, you know, so we, we, it was just, everything was booming and growing. And, you know, I got to see a lot of cool things and visit a lot of cool places. And then I started working and um, worked at a really good firm in Austin. Back then they were known as Page, Sutherland Page, but I think now they just shortened it to Page. So I got to work on a lot of cool projects, you know, the Austin Convention Center expansion, Austin Bergstrom International Airport, a lot of high-rise condo projects. I mean, like just a lot of really cool, cool projects that I got to work on. That's that's kind of what I did right after school, you know, went to college and saw the world, so to speak. What did you do after you graduated from college? I graduated in May of, I guess it was 97 or so. And I said, I'm not going to do anything for, I'm going to take a break like for a few months. And, and I had saved up some money that I could stay in Austin because I knew I wanted to stay. And I didn't really have a lot of experience, you know, like, you know, I was just fresh out of school. So I'm like applying at different firms and trying to get a job and I remember by time August rolls around I'm like getting desperate like like I don't want to move back to Laredo like I'm like just I'll just work anywhere it doesn't matter and, and, but luckily I was able to an ex-professor of mine happened to just see me going into the placement office at, at the school of architecture and he called me up he's like hey are you looking for a job I'm like yes and he's like well come work for me he had him, he was a minority owned business. So he was actually teamed up with a bigger firm to work on the airport project. And the person that he had hired for that was leaving. So he's like, you know, you can replace her and you, you'll be working for me, but you'll actually be working at the big office. So that's what I did. I, I worked for him for about six months. And I guess I was good enough that the big firm said, well, we'd like to hire you. And so they did. And, you know, I worked there for about eight or nine years and 
then I kind of worked a couple of different places and before deciding to move back. But, but that's kind of what I did after college work. Pretty much life after that is just work. Work, exactly. Work, work and kids. <laughs> so your 30s were work and kids. Yes. And what's, what about the past 10 years that you've been back in Laredo? We moved back to Laredo in 2009. It was good just being around family. And, you know, our kids back then were like four or five and three, you know, they were little and having my mom and dad and my in-laws help out, you know, that was like a godsend, you know, it was tough being away from home and having a family and not knowing who to trust. And, you know, us Hispanic people, like we don't trust real easy. You know, we weren't the type like, oh, we'll just call the babysitter and they can come watch the kids. Like, no, that's like, like it had to be my mom and dad, you know, like that's, those are the only people that we trusted to, 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 even though they were probably weren't the best at looking after them, you know, but still like it's mom and dad. So, you know, I, I had my own firm for about five years here in Laredo. It was a lot of hard work and I needed a break. So I actually went to go work for the city for about a year. And I did that. And then the firm that I'm working for now, they sort of approached me and said, hey, well, now that you're available, we'd like to bring you on board. And, and at that point, I was like, well, if you pay me, I'll come. <laughs> and they're like, yes, yes, well, we, we want you. So, so they hired me. And, and so now I'm um, working with the firm that I'm currently with right now. So that's kind of what I've been doing the last 10 years, just working on stuff here in Laredo. Um, you know, a lot of schoolwork. We're basically redoing Seattle High School. It's in, under construction right now. And that's kind of a challenge because if you're not familiar, Seattle is like half of it's the high school and half of it's the middle school. So we can't just relocate everybody. So we're having to build it in a such a way that keeps the school open, but yet building this brand new two-story building, you know, right next to it. So it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a challenge, but. Can't they just do half days like we did when they were. Uh, at Lamar. Lamar for <laughs> <asbestos>. <laughs> yeah you know I guess I guess they could but uh, you know I guess they 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 opted for this other option uh. so it's fine we're they're probably the biggest problem they have is that the teachers now can't park close by so right okay but, so now uh, that you've reflected on all this time if we could go back and you could tell 17 year old Rick because you were always young. You and Matt were always younger than the rest of us. You could go back at graduation and tell you, this is where you'll be in 30 years. What do you, how do you think you would have reacted? I don't know. That's a, that's really a hard one because I'm not one to look back too much. Like I, I really try to live without regretting anything. It's hard to say what I would tell myself back then, you know, other than just keep going and um, you know I, I'm generally pretty optimistic and a positive person so um, even the low points of my life I try to find that silver lining you know so um, I probably would just tell myself just do what you're doing and you know you're, you're gonna be okay so that, you know that's that's really all I can say I think well you Alma and Matt basically all had the same answer so you know but because that's that's really it's kind of a a hard question because 
like I think 30 years, like I can't even believe it's been 30 years, you know, it's like, I don't feel 30 years older than I did back then. You know, I know I am, you know, like stuff hurts. You get you know, on the my, skateboard? My, yeah. Well, you know, the last time I got on was probably when I was in my early twenties and I nearly killed myself. So <laughs> never again, no. you know, but like my body hurts and my eyesight isn't as great as it was, but I think mentally I still think a lot of the same things that I did back then. What are your top three memories of your life after high school? Let's see, obviously, you know, getting married and being with my wife and being with her and, you know, she's my best friend and we've been through a lot together. And so I know it sounds kind of cliche, but, but it's the truth. I wouldn't be the person that I am today without her. She's in some ways probably pushed me more than anyone else has. So I think I owe a lot of that to her. The birth of my kids, both of them, it's hard to describe, you know, just when these little people come into your life and they're kind of like you, but they're not really like you, you know? <laughs> and, and so you have to like learn their little idiosyncrasies and tendencies and stuff. That's been a, a, a joy and a pleasure. You know, I think just probably the last thing would be just, and I'm going to group all of these, but you know, every time we have like a grand opening, you know, of a project, I got to work on, I don't know, are you familiar with Bethany house here in Laredo, the, the homeless shelter? Yes. I was the architect of record on the uh, Center for Hope. Oh, wow. Downtown. You know, we had that big grand opening and it was named after Barbara Kazin, like just an amazing person and just being part of that and understanding what it meant to a lot of different people. You know, those are the kinds of things that I remember. Like, this is something that I did. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I became an architect. You know, it's like I loved art and I loved science and it was a way to kind of mix both together. You know, we... As an, as an architect, everything that we design, it's, it's there, you know, for people to experience and to live in and to experience and to kind of work in. And so I look at them as it's art, you know, but it's functional art, right? So yeah, those, those are the things that I'm, I'm most proud of. Well, I know you've mentioned some names, so I don't know if this question might be redundant, but did you stay in touch with anyone from our high school class? So I'm on a group text with, with Len and Gabe. We were just texting earlier because one of our favorite bands is Tool and they're touring again. And so we're all talking about when are we getting tickets? Where are we going? You know, like, so I'm, I still talk to them quite a bit. You know, Christy Ortegon, I also talk to quite a bit. Well, maybe not as much as them, but I do talk to her. She's also in the architectural profession. You know, we're really good friends also. So I know what she's up to, right? Beyond that, I really, you know, I, I do run into people like, like I mentioned, Donald's our county judge and, and Lalo is the budget officer. So we do some more our projects with the county. So I get to interact with him. Don and I go to the same gym, you know, so I see him there. You know, like I mentioned, Jado, I talk to him as well. So beyond that, you know, I really, I come across people and I'm really bad. Like, like if I'm somewhere, you know, like if I'm at HEB and somebody comes up to me and and they, they talk to me and they say hi or whatever, you know, like, like my kids going, hate going anywhere with me because it's like, dad, you know, everybody. I'm like, no, I don't know everyone. It's just, I just know a lot of people, you know, Plus, like you're, you look exactly the same. I, I think that's part of the problem, you know, because like, <laughs> <Since second grade. laughs> like, yeah, people, people know me and I'm like, uh, 
hey, yeah, we went to school together and all this stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I like turn to somebody like, is that so-and-so or, you know, like, like I'm really bad with that, you know? And, you know, sometimes I run into um, Gabby, I guess Gabby Cano, she's not yet Cano anymore, but. Uh, Cano Luna. Yeah, Cano Luna. Cause her, her son played basket at United and my son played basket at Alexander. So I see them at the games and stuff. Well, Gabe's wife, obviously, Diana Chapa, Diana Garcia now, and Len's wife too, Jessica Flores, Jessica. Mm-hmm. So like, I know what they're up to just because I know their husbands. <laughs> so, so those are probably the people that I'm, I'm most familiar with kind of it, I guess. Well, as we've been talking, you kind of keep circling back to the point of coming back home to Laredo for your family. What have you, what have you learned in having lived in, in Laredo, Austin, and now back in Laredo? What are the, the values that really attracted you to Laredo? Laredo's the kind of place, like, once you drink the water here, it's like, it's hard to leave. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people that still have family here, or that's, that's really what it is. It's like, you, you identify, like, like, honestly, I'm glad I raised my kids here, because it's still small enough that, like, they get to meet a lot of people and know a lot of people. And, but yet, Laredo's big enough now where, like, you don't feel like you're in everybody's business, you know? I mean, Laredo is still that way in some ways. I mean, like, you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody you know. It's still kind of like that, but it's big enough now that that it's not like just in your face all the time. Like when we were growing up, it's like if you did something wrong, somebody's mom knew somebody's mom, and they were gonna tell your mom, and like like that's the way it was back then, right? And it's it's not quite like that now, but yeah, you know, it's like you know when we move back down, I get to see my parents, get to spend time with with them. You know, sometimes my kids got to spend time with their cousins, you know, those kinds of things that, that if we live somewhere else, they wouldn't have, have had that opportunity. So we're thankful for all of that. Dorito's been good to us. In fact, you know, we've always joked like, well, you know, once the kids graduate from school and they move on, maybe we'll finally move because we don't have anything to tie us here. But I was telling Erica the other day, it's like, you know, I don't think we'll ever move. I think we're here. Like, it's the kind of thing where if something breaks, like, I know who to call. I have a guy. I have lots of guys that can come and do things, you know, like, like, if we moved somewhere else, I wouldn't have that guy anymore. You know, those are the kinds of things that, like, you don't really appreciate until you really stop and think about it. Or if something happens, it's like, you know, my dad's 80 years old, but he's still up in the ground. And if I needed something, I know he'd drop whatever he was doing to come help me do something, you know, those kinds of things that I don't know how you put a price on that to, to say that, you know, well, I'm just going to give that up to go somewhere else. So that's those, I think that's, that's kind of the important thing to think about, you know. You mentioned you have two sons. Are they anything like you? And does it make you worried? (laughs) They're completely different. My older son, He's a lot like his mom. Like he tends to wear his emotions on his sleeve a little bit. I have to treat him a certain way because if I don't, it doesn't go very well. He's the athlete in the family. Like he ran track, he played football, he played basketball. Like he's always, he's never been able to sit still since the time he was, since the time he started walking. Like, like I joke around, like the minute that he could stand, he was figuring out a way to jump out of the crib because he just, he just couldn't sit still. 
And so he's a lot like my wife, I think. But it's funny, he looks kind of more like me. And my younger son, he looks more like my wife, but he's really like everything like I am, that's how he is, but better. I, I tend to procrastinate and he's extremely diligent and he's a good worker and believe me, he's, he inspires me sometimes. Like he's got, he's got band practice every day. And at Alexandria, practice starts at six, but you have to be there at 5.30. And I'm sure the people that live in the Alexandria neighborhood can attest to it. Like you can hear the band playing at six o'clock in the morning. I don't have to wake him up. He wakes up on his own. Like he's ready to go. And like, like he's like really amazing in that way, you know, and, and he's the artist and he's the musician and like, at 15 he has his own band and he already has like so many listens on spotify and the youtube page and he's always just been that way and i wish i could be like him sometimes you know that, that kind of thing they both of them inspire me in different ways you know i'm sure every parent says that but you know i think my kids are the best so who's made the biggest impact on your life i mean i think there's a lot of people that that have well, maybe not a lot of people, but a handful of people. You know, I think about my dad. He, you know, he didn't go to college. You know, he was a mechanic. You know, that's what he did. But he taught us work ethic. You know, you don't call in sick. You know, you go to work. You do what you need to do. You take care of things. You do things on your own. He instilled that in, in me. I appreciate that about him. And my mother was super book smart and, you know, also a very diligent worker and really taught me about just learning things and and being fair with people and those those kinds of things you know I think you know my my wife obviously you know has pushed me you know I always joke it's like back when I graduated from college you had to work three years kind of internship right before you could get your license so this was like you know 1997 or whatever and well, I didn't get my license until like 2006. So there was, there was a time period there. And, you know, she's like, you know, like, you got to do it and all this stuff. And I had a lot of friends that, that didn't. They went to architecture school and they didn't become architects because they just, you know, I'm working, like, I'm really needed, you know, those kinds of things. And, and, and not to say that I wouldn't have done that, but I mean, I think she had a lot to do with, with pushing me and getting me to do certain things that might have been out of my comfort level, you know. So I think I, I owe a lot to her as well. We make a good team, so it's 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 good that uh, we push each other that way. But um, you know, I've had teachers like I mentioned, Mr. Daniel, Ms. Landecker. You know, they they taught me a lot and really pushed me in certain ways. And you know, I've had professors do the same for me. You know, like my professor that gave me my first job. You know, he didn't have to do that for me, but but he really thought I I was a good smart kid, and so he did that for me. And and you know, once I got that job, like I've never looked back. So I have to thank him for that. At every point in your life, there's like a person that just gives you that little push in the right direction. I've been lucky to have a lot of people that have pushed me in the right direction. So you mentioned when you finished college that you gave yourself a break and then you were looking for jobs how did you get through that or any other difficulty that you might've experienced since then? I tried, like I said before, you know, I've tried to be 
an optimistic person and positive about things. Um, I try not to get too down or too up, you know, just try to be even. And um, that's kind of how I approached everything, you know. We've had some, you know, some losses in the family and stuff. It's funny, and I don't know if you're gonna ask me this question or not, but um, one of my aunts was a teacher at Nixon and she passed away from breast cancer. She was the culinary arts teacher at Nixon. And so I, they named the culinary arts classroom after her. So like, I remember those times, you know, and, and like, like she was a lot younger than my dad and she was young enough that she was almost like our sister, you know, that kind of thing, you know? And, and so you, you go through those things and, and, you know, you experience loss from family members and those kinds of things. So it's just, just trying to put it all in perspective and, and keep moving forward and, and just trying to be positive. And, and um, I've been fortunate that my parents are still here and they're still somewhat healthy and it's been good from that perspective. What are your plans for the next 10 or 20 years? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, no. <laughs> well, they already have a baseball stadium. So, you know, I don't, I don't think they need a football one, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say really the sort of the beauty of my job is that we get to have an effect on public space by our projects and by our processes and just the things that we do. I mean, personally, you know, I think, you know, I'm in a good place. I don't think I, I need anything, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, we have a roof over our head and, you know, our kids are, are doing well and our families are doing well. So from that perspective, it's, it's going good. You know, I'd like to help Laredo, you know, keep growing either with, getting involved with different projects or, you know, just talking to people. And, you know, I do a lot of projects uh, related to housing. And so we, there's a lot of studies as far as like affordable housing and the housing crisis. And it's like, you see it in the news every day. And it's like, you know, what can we be doing to, to alleviate that and to kind of bridge those gaps between the poorer parts of our city and the more affluent parts of our city and, and trying to you know, help those people come together and, and, and really make Laredo even that much more prosperous. You know, we're the number one inland port in the nation, yet there's a lot of people that are living below the property line. And so, you know, those are the kinds of things that I'm really interested in, you know, homelessness, like I mentioned before, working on that project for, for Bethany House, um, you know, just housing related issues and, and really pushing forward ideas to make Laredo better, you know, and that's kind of another reason I came back, right? It's like, I learned all this stuff. Let's see if we can make Laredo better for future generations, right? What's one thing about you that most of us don't know, not even your group chat? <laughs> well, this is one that like, I blame my kids for this, but my kids love anime. and. You know, they're like, Dad, like, can you buy us this, this, it's called Shonen Jumper or something, right? It's like an app on, on my iPad. And so it's just a bunch of manga and anime and, and 
cartoons and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead and get it, you know. And then they're like, Dad, Dad, can you come and watch with us? And I'm like, well, okay, fine, you know. Like, I want to do stuff with them, right? Sure enough, it's like I'm hooked. It's like I'm just watching whatever I can watch and just reading what I can read when I have spare time. And I blame them for that, you know. And now they're like turning me on to different ones. And they're like, Dad, now you have to watch this one. And and we're at the dinner table and we're talking about all this stuff. And my wife's just looking at us like, what the hell are you guys talking about, right? Well, no, the so-and-so character did this and all this stuff. And so I'm a big anime nerd now. I think more because my kids like it. So it's a one, it's a way for me to have one more thing to be able to talk to them about. I don't think anybody knows that about me, but I guess now they do. Now we know. Yeah, a friend of mine in Houston, she's a graphic designer. She's an artist and she's all into that. And she tells me about it and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just, you know, like, like, it's funny. Like the really good ones are like, just like, I love to read like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, you know, all of those books. I read them all. Right. Because I just like to read stuff like that. And, and these stories are just as good as those, you know, and, and in some ways they're even like a lot of them are really, they're a reflection on like society. Right. And and some of the stories are like, wow, like, that's interesting. Like, you, you, there's stuff that's going on in the world today that you can relate back to the stories that are in these books, you know, and it's, 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 it's really kind of interesting. Well, I just shared an old person thing that I did, and that was just not knowing anything about. <laughs> Is there any, are there any old people things that you do? I think my, keep, my kids keep me pretty young. I, I listen to what they listen to. I don't hate their music. I'm okay with loud music, although I have a neighbor that sometimes goes a little bit overboard and will be up till like five in the morning. It's one of those neighbors. They don't do it all the time, but when they do, it's like you just get ready for the evening. I don't think I do old people things. You know, I wish I did, but I don't. (laughs) Eating dinner at 4.30. Yeah, well, you know, we do eat dinner early. Like, Like that was a conversation we had the other day, like, we usually have dinner about 6.30 or 7, you know, 7.30 at the latest. But mm-hmm. around here, people don't, people eat dinner like at 9, nine or 10, 10 or whatever. Yes. It's crazy. Like, I don't understand. Like, how do you even digest your food? Like, I, like, I don't I don't understand that. There again, I, I, I am projecting my personal beliefs onto other people. Right. That's a cultural thing, I guess. We'll just leave it at that. Exactly. What? What do you miss the most about the 90s? If you miss anything about the 90s. You know, really thinking about it, like the 90s were just such a great decade, you know, like everything we were coming out of the Reagan years and it was like all this, everything was brand new. It's like, hey, there's this thing called the internet. And it's like, everything was new and and just like vibrant. And there was a lot of like, like just all these things that were like just coming on board you know I guess we had been stifled during the 80s you know with being under republican rule right fighting Um, communism well yeah you know quote unquote the 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 cold war right yes and it just I don't know it's just like I don't obviously you can never go back to the way things were right and 
so much has happened, you know, since then. I mean, we just celebrated the 20th anniversary of September the 11th. I've been watching a lot of those documentaries and just thinking like, God, that was really like the end. Our lives changed, just like our lives changed last year, you know, that never to go back to the way it was. That was that, you know, back in 2001. You know, I remember back then the the biggest concern was Y2K. The computers are not going to work anymore, you know, and just the music was so cool. And like, and maybe because I was in college at the time and it's like, we felt like we could do anything and be whoever we wanted to be. And that's, I miss that. Like, I don't know, maybe my kids would feel different, right? When they're 30 years from, you know, you know in 2050, when they're doing this, you know, I wonder what they're going to say. But I think we're really fortunate to have sort of come of age during the 90s. At least I think. Is there anything you don't miss? I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know if I, 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 I don't, I don't, I guess I don't miss anything other than maybe some of the fads or fashion back then. You know, it's like well, we'll people to used that. to wear people used to wear Birkenstocks everywhere and I hate them. Like I, I can't stand people in Birkenstocks. So there's my, another personal belief, you know, like if you walk, show up in Birkenstocks, I immediately have an opinion of you, you know, Birkenstocks now are like people who wear Crocs everywhere, you know, it's, it's, it's the same, it's the same feeling, you know, you know, just stuff like that. Like, you know, in the nineties, you know, I don't know what it was, but at least in Austin, it was this way. Like there were just people that like, wouldn't bathe and it's like oh I, I sprayed some patchouli on me and now I'm it's like no dude like you smell like like get to the back of the bus you know that kind of stuff and I don't miss that uh, I will say that you mentioned hanging out at Len's house which is now a parking lot have you visited the new Nixon campus at all and as an alumnus what do you think of it not necessarily as an architect unless you want to share your professional opinion, what do you think? <laughs> it's, it's great. I mean, we've been back, like I mentioned, when they had that ceremony for my aunt, you know, we got to walk through it and it's great. It's a brand new school. Um, you know, when you walk in the front doors, it's a lot more ceremonial. Back then, they didn't have a front door, you know, it was like the office and that was it. So they've, they've done some improvements. Um, before we had that football field in the back that, was always muddy and nobody ever used now it's like field turf and there's all these steps that go up to it and it, it really is kind of cool the way they laid that all out um, you know the gym is a lot different it doesn't look anything like it looked like when we were there overall i think i think they've done a good job with the redo i mean all of like the wall is gone and like all that stuff it's like it's like it's not there at least i didn't see it you know i don't know if they preserved a portion of it or not it's funny we we we're working on the Seattle High School, and the one thing they told us we cannot touch is. And have you been? I don't know if you've been to Seattle High School. Yes, there. That are. Bull, that, that bull ring in the middle. Yeah. Yes, like basically, like don't touch it. Leave it where it is. Work around it. That is like a non-starter. You say, well, we're going to take it out, and no, they're not having it. So I don't know if, if people felt that strongly about the wall or not, but uh, that that's uh, it's good that they've invested some money and now that the the vmt is there and so i mean they they've invested a lot in that 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 area what advice do you have for the class of 2022 you know this is probably going to sound cliche but i would say as you embark on the rest of your life and your career 
you know, go into something that you like or love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. Even though it is work and every day is not great, if you truly love what you do, it makes the bad days a lot more tolerable. That's what I would suggest. Do what you love and don't worry about what anyone else says. Just be prepared for whatever you choose, but just do what you love. Who do you want to give a shout out to? I think you've given several shout outs, but feel free to. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've given them to everyone, really, that I would <laughs> want to give a shout out to. Just the people that I've mentioned. I mean, they were my friends or people that I, that I know now a little bit better and, you know, that I still keep in touch with. And that's the one good thing about old friends like that. Like, I cannot talk to any of them from a year or years even sometimes. But if I pick up the phone and call them, we'll pick up right where we left off and not miss a beat and start laughing about things that we laughed about 30 years ago. It's good to have a couple of friends like that. Now we're on to making a mixtape. So curate a playlist of songs for the class of 1992. (laughs) Well... And I knew this question was coming and I should have been more prepared. Like I mentioned earlier, probably all like the stuff I listened to, you know, so it's like, you know, you have to put Smells Like Teen Spirit on there and Under the Bridge by Chili Peppers. And like I mentioned before, when we played at the Rock Follies, right? And so we performed three songs. We performed Stop by Jane's Addiction and what was the other song? We played Stop by Jane's Addiction. Oh, and Mountain Song by Addiction. And then we played a version of Viva Las Vegas. It wasn't the Elvis Presley version. It was the Dead Kennedys version. They let y'all and get so, away with that? <laughs> yes, they did, you know, and, and they even sang the lyrics that were changed, you know, by Jella Biafra, the lead singer from the Dead Kennedys, and, and no one said anything. And we won, so obviously it was a hit, right? But, uh, you know, those three songs would definitely have to be on the playlist. Okay, lightning round section. We're coming to the end here. What was the last TV show you binged watched? Oh, this is going to sound weird, but have you seen The Crown on Netflix? Yes. So, so my wife started watching it, and and I'm like, oh god, I don't want to watch this. But she was watching it, and so I saw the first two episodes, and I'm like well, we can watch another one if you want. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I mean, we're already started. We might as well finish this, you know? So, so we watched everything. So that was probably like the last one that I didn't watch. I even hate to admit that, but, well, it's like but a I, wish I, could, I wish I could say like, oh, yeah, I know. I wish I could say like Stranger Things or something, right? But no, it was it was The Crown. That was the last no one. No shame in that. Well. No shame in that. Yeah. I think Alma said yeah. The Crown also. <laughs> it's a great show, you know? Yeah, it probably, is. Probably, yeah, beyond that, maybe like, some anime that my kids wanted me to watch. I probably sat and binge watched that with them. You know. What is your favorite movie from the nineties? Oh, there's a movie I've probably seen like tons of times and it's called Lost Highway by David Lynch. It's like a real trippy movie and but I've probably seen that movie like a hundred times, you know, uh, that was probably the movie in the nineties that we watched the most. 
What is the fad from the nineties that you still think is cool? Oh man, I don't know. I, I probably still have clothes from the nineties in my closet somewhere, you know, I, I, I don't know. I still probably dress the same in some ways, you know, it's like shorts and a band t-shirt or something, you know, timeless. What's yep. your favorite beverage? So I am a bit of a beer snob. I, I love craft beer. When I was living in Austin, I actually started brewing my own. Then when we moved down here, I sold everything and I kind of kicked myself for selling everything. But, uh, but I'm, 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 a, I'm a beer drinker. Although I will say that I just, my wife and I spent the weekend in Fredericksburg this past weekend. You know, I wasn't much of a wine drinker until we started going over there on a fairly regular basis. Beer and wine, you know, um, I have a goal to try old fashions at every restaurant that I go to. So I know I'm mentioning alcohol, right? That probably sounds really bad, but, uh, Oops. you know, and, uh, <laughs> and lately, believe it or not, I've actually developed a taste for coffee. I never drank coffee ever. And I bought my wife an espresso machine for Christmas and it smelled so good. And so I'm like, well, you know, I'll, I'll give this a shot. And it's like with most things, if you drink it enough, like it starts to taste good, I guess. So do you have a signature dish that you cook or something that you bake? Lately, I've been cooking a lot more. I make like this, I call it Mediterranean, like shrimp pasta kind of dish, you know, where it's like garlic and olive oil and red pepper flakes and you know oregano and just basil and cook it put it in pasta and we eat it and like everybody loves it so you know that's a that's a good one to make um, I have bought a like a flat iron grill for my stove top so you know we can cook like pork chops and steaks and I love to cook like I'm I make a mess but but I love to do it not my brother's a better cook than I am but but I like to dabble in it do you prefer flying or road trips? Oh, flying. Like, yeah, no, like, like one summer we went to New Orleans for a weekend. We drove. And on the way there, we stopped in Houston. And then the next day we went to New Orleans. And because we only had a few days, we ended up not leaving New Orleans till like three o'clock in the afternoon. And we had to get back that same day because my son had something the following day. And so we're like, you know, we left at three, we're pulling into my garage at like two in the morning, you know, I'm like, never again, we're never driving like this ever again. So we're, we're all like on board with flying. Do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? Yes or no? Absolutely. Yes. Smart yes I'm, a pine- I'm a pineapple person on pizza, pineapple and ham. It's like the perfect comp. Yeah, it's all you need. Exactly. Anyone who says otherwise is a fool. They're wrong. <laughs> They're banned. <laughs> and finally, well, not finally, almost finally, what tape, CD, or LP do you still have from high school that you have played the most? Oh, well, back then it was cassettes. I have like, I don't know, probably hundreds of CDs in, a, you know, in my little entertainment center that I have in the, the main room. I'm trying to think what I would play, what I played the most. I mean, I, you know, it's really hard to say, like, probably 
you know, my Nirvana CD or something, you know, like that was my go-to band, you know? So it's like, I probably burned that out. You know? Leonard Gabe you know, would actually, probably know. Or your wife yeah, they probably, probably know. Yeah, they probably would know. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to go see them play before he offed himself. So like, that's really cool. Like got to see that. And, you know, we've seen, I've seen lots of cool bands. So that's, that's one of them that I'm happy I was able to, you know, when I tell people that they're like, really? Like, like what year was that? So, Rude. so it was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you show off, right? <laughs> you know, that was, that was my band when I was, when we, when I graduated, like anything and everything. And now my kids love it. So it's great. Like, I hear them sometimes listening to something and I'm like, my younger son will play the songs and, you know, so it's really cool like to see. Finally, is there anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> Not really. Um, other than just to thank you again, Missy, for doing this. Um, you know, I'm glad that we had this chat. It's, it's been too long. Like I was thinking about it, like, like we've known each other since middle school, right? We um, would go to the same church. And yes, our families exactly. would sit a few pews apart. And I remember hanging out at your house, Monterrey, right? Was the street? Yeah, yeah. my parents are still there. <laughs> my mine are still in Springfield, so go go figure, you know. So it's cool, like that you're doing this, and you know, I hope everybody else decides to do this too. And I really enjoyed. Alma's episode, and I'm looking forward to hearing what Matt has to say. I hope everybody feels the same way about me, right? Well, you got uh, two mentions already, so I think so. Yeah. You know, the project that Alma referenced, that Bibliotech project, we, mm -hmm. um, we're just finishing the one that's named after her mother. That should be ready at the end of the month. And um, we're going to have a big grand opening, I'm sure, and ribbon cutting. And, and I think we've invited them to come. And so I'll need to reach out to her and make sure that she, if she's got time to be here for that, because I think it's really important, you know, the things that she was saying about her mom. And, and I wish I had cool stories like that to talk about, you know, that, that really affected other people, you know. It's just different. Yeah. I mean, I think I have an effect on people with the buildings that we build, but yeah, you know, I was gonna say you're no slouch in that department. I mean, you named some pretty major landmarks <laughs> worked on. So, so, but you know, those little projects I'm really proud of. So hers, that project will be the third one that we've done. We, there's one, um, these are all in conjunction with the Laredo Housing Authority. So there's one located in um, there's a development called Casa Verde Apartments that's on Casa Verde Road. I don't know if you even know where that is. It's kind yes. of off of Jackman. And then the other, the second one that we did was over at Russell Terrace, you know, on Springfield. Um, mm -hmm. So they built one there and this will be the third one. And I think they're planning on doing a couple of additional ones at the other housing complexes that they have. You know, we were the second, you know, the second city to have one. Um, they just opened one in Brownsville. So they're the third, but we get to say we're the second. Again, like I said, just, Thanks for, for doing this. I really, really enjoyed it. Well, thanks for coming on. Oh, wait, I lied. I have one final question. When will the plaza be completed? The plaza theater? The plaza theater, yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> one, thing, one thing everybody asks about. So, yes, we are working on that. And, oh, you are? Uh, yes, 
Yes, yes, that's one of our projects. Um, oh, cool. Right now we're in the stage of just trying to reach out to the different stakeholders, you know, to kind of get a sense on what the programming needs to be for it in terms of, is it a movie house? Is it a multi-purpose center? What does it really want to be? I've been in it just recently and there's parts of it that are still beautiful that I didn't even remember when I was a kid. Remember the bathrooms were yeah cool. Yeah, yeah, they still are. <laughs> but again, you know, like like it needs more work. You can't turn it into like a performing arts center because it just doesn't have the side space or the back of house. The firm that I'm working with right now, we're actually finishing the uh, the conversion of the old civic center into a performing arts center, and we really had to add a bunch of space to it to make it modern. You know. And so the same would be said for the Plaza Theater, unless they just said, you know, we'll just turn it into a movie house and renovate it. And that's, that's one thing. But even then, like the bathrooms are code compliant and there's just things that it needs to really come back to life. So those are kind of some of the things that we're working on with the city to see what we can do to, uh, to bring it back and, you know, create an, an, another jewel here in downtown Laredo. You know, I always say that the, our downtowns are our living rooms, right? You want people to come and be in awe of your living room, right? Yeah. But, so that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do. Well, thanks again so much for coming on and talking to us and letting me pick your brain and just catching up with you. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate it. I, um, thanks again. Thank you for listening all the way through. Make sure that you subscribe or follow so you can hear our next podcast. Our guest will be Tavi Hernandez.